kind of in connection with that uh, Lord's Supper thoughts, and we're going through Psalms, you read a lot about worship, a lot of, a lot of music. Um, we have a strange way of referring to worship. We talk about a worship service, which is kind of a strange thought when you think about that. A worship service. Um, we talk about opening worship with prayer. Right? Right? Like, okay, we're not worshiping again. Now we're worshiping. This is officially worship now. Uh, it, like, like it starts and it stops. Um, or, or kind of similar. Uh, people, I, the one that's similar to that, I, I like when people say... Um, well, what time does your church start? What does that mean? No. Churches, you don't get the concept. That's not really the, the right concept. Church doesn't start, it doesn't end. Um, and worship doesn't really, it's not intended to, to start and stop. Worship exists um, in the heart of people. But religious language has become its own jargon, so we kind of understand what people mean. What time does the worship start, or what time does the, the church start? Um, because our vernacular just changes as we, we speak it. This is true in regular life, and just normal things. Uh, we have things in our, our phraseology that we use every day, that really if we step back and just listen to it, it would sound really weird. We talk about unfriending people. Right? I friended him this week. Like, haven't you guys known each other for a long time? Uh, or uh, I, like, I like the use of when people use the word hashtag in a sentence. You ever heard someone do that? Hashtag winning. Right? First of all, I wish people would be accurate with it. And I would just like, one time I'd like to hear someone say pound sign something. Because that's what it is. It's a pound sign. It's not a hashtag. It's a pound sign. A pound sign just saying. Um... <laughs> I like things to be correct. Uh, or I would like someone to once, just once, use the word literal the correct way. Like, you are not literally dying, you are literally sweating, you are figuratively dying. You know, it's so hot out, I'm literally dying. No, no you're not, you're figuratively dying. But we get this jargon, we get, we get things that we say, and after a while it just becomes accepted. Uh, we'll turn to Psalms 101. We're going to make this a little bit relevant. Psalms 101. It's a little bit of a shorter one, so we're going to get a little bit more into detail in it uh, today. Psalm 101, it says, I will sing of mercy and justice to you, Lord. I will sing praises. I will behave wisely in a perfect way. Oh, when will you come to me? I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. I will set nothing wicked in front of my eyes. I hate the work of all those who fall away. It will not cling to me. A perverse heart will depart from me, and I will not know wickedness. Whoever secretly slanders his neighbor, I will destroy him. The one who has a proud look and an arrogant heart, I will not endure. My eyes will be on the faithful of the land, that they may dwell with me. He who walks in a perfect way, he shall serve me. He who practices deceit will not live in my house. He who tells lies will not continue in my presence. Early, is something that David will get up early to do. Early, I will destroy the wicked of the land, that I may cut off evildoers from the city of the Lord. Now, as I was reading this, uh, 
especially the, the beginning part. I was wondering whether he wrote this before or after Bathsheba. This, some of this sounds pretty specific. I will walk in my house with integrity, he says. I will set nothing unclean in front of my eyes. I'm not quite sure when you wrote that. But it is kind of interesting. I mean, was this something he spoke of when he was young and innocent? Or was this something he wrote much later as he thought about his past and said, maybe things should have been a little bit different when I was younger. If I had it to do over, I would do it this way. I'm going to learn from that experience and I'm going to be a little bit different now. Or maybe there's a third option. Maybe, like us, maybe this was just the song. Because we sing things that really don't reflect accurately. Right? We, we sing things in our music that, well, that's just the song. And you, you leave and you probably can't even remember some of the songs you sung already. Right? I, I get up here and I can't remember all the songs we sung. And, and I probably had things come out of my mouth this morning that do not reflect accurately. If we matched it up with who I am. And I think that's probably a lot like David. I think if we, we looked at David's life and we looked at the songs he wrote, they're very nice poetical thoughts but they probably really didn't accurately reflect who David was, because that's what we do. We have a jargon, and it doesn't always match up. If we sung really accurately, we would probably say things like, some to Jesus I surrender. Some to Jesus I freely give. That, that would be an accurate song. But we, we sing all to Jesus, I surrender. We sing, I need thee once a week. <laughs> or, I'm inclined to follow the Savior. Or, a sweet minute of prayer. That would be accurate. Sweet hour of prayer? You kidding me? I can make up a list. I have a list. I can't get an hour. How? A sweet hour of prayer. That's not accurate. But we'll sing it. Sounds nice. And I don't think that it's because we're insincere when we sing. I think it's because this is the ideal. We would like, these are the things that I aspire to. I would like to be able to spend an hour in prayer. I would like to know how to do that. I would have the, I have the ideal that, that I could surrender all to Jesus. To be like the great heroes who who seem to have gotten a lot closer there than I do. I have that ideal. But it ain't reality. That's not who I am. Right? It's just noble thoughts. But we would be a lot like, you know, you go back to, this is not just in... in uh, uh, our worship music, uh, you, you think of some of the songs, just tell me, like, what, again, with the music references, but uh, there's an old classic, classic rock song, I give a, bit of li- a little bit of my love to you. Remember that one? I'll give a little bit of my love to you. You give a little bit of your love to me. I'll give a little bit of my love to you. You give a little bit of your love to me. Right? That's, that's, that's really reality. That's what we're prepared to do. I'll give a little bit. Uh, a little bit after that, there was a song... Give a little bit of heart and soul. That's really where we're at. We're ready. We're prepared to give a little bit. 
of heart and soul. David says, oh no, David sets the ideal high, but we kind of know that he never really got there. Much like us, we never really quite get there. And so we're going to look at some of the thoughts. We're going to skip over the part about hating people and killing all the, all the bad people. We're going to skip over that this morning. We're just going to look at a couple of thoughts from the early part. Some of the more poetic, nice thoughts of Psalms 101. Three, three ideas that we want in, in setting these lofty goals. These high ideals. He says, I will ponder the way that is blameless. Some of, some of you might have an older version that says, I will act in a perfect way. But this word is to ponder, it's to contemplate. It has a lot of synonyms. Who's your favorite one? To think deeply, to meditate, to peruse, to evaluate. It is a word that almost, it appears 70 times in your Bible and almost always has to do with a reference to an intellectual activity, a wisdom or, or something like that. I will ponder the way that is blameless. And if we're going to set a goal, this is where it begins. To ponder, to think about, to reflect on, not just a brief passing thing. Not just a sideways glance and then let's live by reflex. But I will ponder. It is an analysis. Okay, we analyze. Analyze what? What are we going to analyze? He says, I will analyze... The way. We like to analyze a lot of things. We like to analyze theology. And we like to analyze doctrines. And we like to analyze a lot of information. But he says, I will analyze, I will ponder the way. A lifestyle. Actions. Practices. Productivity. In other words, I will compare my lifestyle... The actual things that I do, not just the minutiae, not just the details, not just the, the information, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my life down and look at the ideal and compare them. I will ponder a way, a lifestyle. And which one? The one that is blameless. Not just the little heart and soul. He says, I'm going to ponder the, the ideal. See, it's, it's easy for me, who do I, when I really make comparisons, the comparisons I like to make are to other people, because I can come out, or I can at least select people in the comings and goings on this earth, I can select people that make me look favorable if I compare myself. I think I do pretty good. I'm better than so-and-so. I will ponder the way that is blameless. I don't do so good. I don't do so good when I look at a blameless way. I will ponder the way. Be specific. David never reached the goal that he aspired to and that he sung about. That he wrote hundreds of songs about. He's no Fanny Crosby. But he wrote a lot about worship and about the ideals. Never got there. But he pondered the goal of perfection. 
and pursued it. That's the first thought. He says, I will walk, some versions say, I will walk with integrity of heart within my house. Or some say, I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. I like that one. So let's break this one down. First of all, we talked about a walk, a lifestyle. Your actions, right? So we've already covered that ground. He says, how will we walk? First of all, with a complete or perfect, not a little heart and soul. You cannot surrender some. It's impossible to surrender some. That's not surrender. You listen to uh, any public figures when they apologize. You ever hear their apologies? I'm sorry if you were offended. That's basically saying it's your fault you're offended. I can say all the offensive things I want, it's not my fault. You took it the wrong way. That's not an apology, right? We don't want to surrender. Why do they say that? Because they don't want to give in. They really, when it comes down to it, their pride says, nope, I'm not gonna give in and I'm not gonna let you see that I was wrong. Doesn't make a difference if it's obvious to everybody in the room that I'm wrong, I'm not gonna give in, so it's your fault. It's your fault I said that. We don't want to give up that. It's your fault that I said something stupid. You took it the wrong way. Surrender. Means this, this, you, you, you can't hold anything back if you've surrendered it. I want to feel like I'm making progress. I like to feel like I'm making progress. But I don't want to commit what it takes to make complete progress. To be perfect. To reach that level of commitment, that requires more from me. See, that's what it takes to make God happy. But I'm not interested so often in what it takes to make God happy. I'm just interested in what it takes to make me feel like I'm doing enough to make me happy. Like, I feel good that I did this. I accomplished this thing. And we talked about, a few weeks back, we, we talked about, you know, celebrating the little successes. I'm not saying we shouldn't do that. I'm not disagreeing with that sermon. What I'm saying is that the goal has to be up here. I, I, I can't get so happy with the little things that I've done that I go, okay, that's good. We've accomplished. I've arrived. I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. No, the heart. That's the key. That's the key to all of this. With my emotions and with my desire. We learn at a very early age to conform. Right? You learn at school. Don't sit up front. That's where the brown nose is set. Then you learn to conform. And, and, and so you start from, from kindergarten. Conform. Conform to the group. Don't stand out. Don't be too good. You're making us look bad. 
My grandfather um, worked in a union. He's a metal worker, sheet metal worker for American La France. And uh, you know, he wanted to work. At least do something. Union bus. Put that roof down, Green. Done your job. It's his job. That was, that was difficult for him. He got a hold of it because you conform. You're in a union. Conform. Right? So he got a hold of it and, and, and did the standard union thing. Right? Do the thing that everybody expects of you. This is how we operate in the group. We learn our whole lives to conform to the average. You don't want to be down here. But you don't want to be up here. With all of my heart, with all of my desire. We also learn from an early age to do it if there's something in it for us. What's in it for me? God did not save us so that we could be his pet. We don't perform for treats. My dog, we're getting ready to leave. Kennel. She runs. Why? Because she knows she's getting a little treat. We've trained her. Perform for treats. And we kind of treat like, okay, God, where's my treat? I'll do good for treats. Do it with your heart. Within my house. I I will walk with integrity of heart within my house. This is that part where I'm wondering, David got a lot of, in a lot of trouble in his own house. That's kind of where the problem started. So I don't know if this is an ironic psalm or, or just an innocent one from earlier. I don't know. But it is certainly easier to perform the right way when you're under public scrutiny, isn't it? When I know everybody's looking at me, it's, it's easy to do the right thing. When nobody's looking, that's a little bit more difficult. Our, na- our daily news cycle is filled with things that people thought no one was ever going to know. Isn't it? Every day. Every day there's another. Someone did not walk with integrity of heart in their office, in their house, on vacation. Every day is another one. They did something that no one was ever going to know. Except we all know. The third thing. I will set no evil thing in front of my eyes. It is hard to believe that this was written 3,000 years ago. This kind of, because I know technologically what they had back then, and it seems like this should be written right now. 
That's just the way this verse reads to me. I'm like, this sounds like someone who had our modern technological advances. This sounds like someone who has the internet and TV in his house. That's what it sounds like this was written by a person who would have access to that. But it was written 3,000 years ago. I don't know what in the world David would have had in his house 3,000 years ago. What did they have? That he, this, this stood out in his mind. I will set no evil thing in front of my eyes. Now, I did, hear, I did read one, uh, one commentary that, that kind of made it an interesting uh, interpretation of this. That it was, he was talking about goals. In other words, as a king, that, that he said, I will set no, no goal in front of my eyes. That's, that's, you know, as a king, he had access to a military to do whatever he wanted. So if he, if he wanted some, some random thing, right, he could do whatever he wanted to attain that. And that would be an unrighteous goal or a, a wicked, evil goal in front of his eyes. And he could just go and get it, whatever he wanted. Okay, you're the military, you go get me that. That's an interesting, interesting thought. But whatever the interpretation is, it's the same concept. <clears throat> when I uh, was younger and more stupid... I decided to try snowboarding. Uh, I tried snowboarding. A friend of mine was a ski instructor and a snowboard instructor. And uh, so he said, uh, I said, well, they're all going to go up to the, up, up the hills. I said, I said well, uh, he says, it's easier to teach you snowboarding. I could only have to teach you four things. So you go straight, how to turn, how to left, and uh, how to turn left, how to turn right, and how to stop. That's pretty, that's pretty much it. He's like, uh, skiing is harder. Snowboarding, easy. Um, he's, like, he's like, what do you want to injure? Like, what do you mean, what do I want to injure? He's like, well, if you go skiing, you're going to have a lot of knee injuries. If you go, if you go snowboarding, you're going to have a lot of hip injuries. So you just pick which one you want to injure. So, uh, oh, anyway, he said uh, uh, hips and ankles. I, 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 just, I went with hips and ankles, and I hurt my ankle. So I haven't really done it since. <clears throat> but he taught me how to steer. So we're on, a, on the board, he says, okay, where do you want to go? I said, we'll go that way. He says, look that way. You'll go that way. I'll look that way. Where do you want to go? This way. Look that way. Wherever you look, that's where you're going. It's as simple as that. It is as simple as that. What you set in front of your eyes is where you're going. I will set no evil thing in front of my eyes. Because that's the direction I'll go. We like to pretend we are passive. But we're not passive. He says, I will set... When it comes down to it, we're not really passive. We're active. I know what I will see in certain places and at certain times in certain locations. I know that. I don't get into things and go, I had no idea. No, I knew. You know. I will set. The responsibility is on me to know, to analyze, to consider the righteous way. 
and not to blame it on other people. Not to blame it on all these external situations because I know. And even if I don't know, the ability to know is there. The ability is there to ponder. These three things are the, the basics. That basic idea, the big idea of at least having a goal of being perfect, of, of pleasing God. We will never get there. If, if we wrote psalms about our lives and failed miserably at writing music, it would be a lot like David's. Someone much later would go, that guy wrote that song about his life? That's not what's dead. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's not accurate. Huh? But if we had the goal and said, this is what I would like, and this is what I'm going for. These are the three keys. David wrote it thousands of years ago. These are the three keys. Set your mind in a location. And analyze the right way. To have integrity when no one else is looking. Because if you can do it when no one else is looking, you can do it when they're looking. That's the hard part. Do it when no one's looking. And to control what you see. Because that is your strongest impulse. To follow what you see. We're going to close in song. If you read David and you say, like David, I haven't measured up. I haven't measured up to the ideals. I haven't met the goal. This is the time to fix that. As we said.